There seems to be more people in this room than I anticipated. Why the audience? I'm not sure. I guess they just heard of your story, and most of them are employed here, I think. I'm just going to have to pull this microphone in a little closer. He turned away, avoiding any further questioning about it. Test! One, two! He spoke into the microphone above, giving a thumbs-up to someone in the shadows. So is it true? He asked. Depends on what truth you're asking. Uh, forgive me, I shouldn't have said anything. I've just heard stories. Ah, uh, yes, stories. Stories tweaked and twisted here and there, deliberately to pique one's interest and amuse anyone that reads or hears them. Projecting them into a world of fiction. I suppose that's what someone would think. Considering all the fragments floating around in Cyberworld. Shattered pieces of hearsay that define the person telling it. Well, rest assured what I'm about to share is no story. It's my experience. Quiet on the set! Yelled Michael, making his way in through another door. Clipboard in hand, sitting quietly on his chair further away in the darkest part of the room. He signaled with his free hand to those gathered in the upper room as their light was shut off. This was not like any other interview. They're in isolation. I sat under a spotlight surrounded by axial lighting that burned bright, blinding my eyes, limiting anyone and everything around me except the red marker I was to keep focused on during the filming of this segment. Uh, before we begin, I'd like for you to state your name, where you're from, and I'll begin to ask you a series of questions. If you need a break, feel free to ask any time, but the cameras will continue rolling. He signaled again, but this time alerting the camera crew to begin rolling as he leaned back with his hand on his chin, crossing his legs. The room grew silent with intensity as they adjusted the lighting, making it more bearable and easier to see the faces of the production crew. Their eyes stared back like large dark pools in my direction, interrupting all concentration. And even though they stood at quite a distance, I knew what they were thinking. Another tale of an alleged haunting, a victim of a ghost, the lights were warm, and I felt a thin bead of perspiration on my forehead. I cleared my throat and leaned in forward with my hands gripping the arms of the chair. The cameras will roll even if I break? Michael nodded. Yes, we're rolling now. Just state your name, and then we'll begin with some questions. No. No questions. I'll speak freely just as we agreed. I'll state my name as you requested, but not yet. Michael shared a look of concern, leaning forward, but waved his hand in approval. Please go on. Many of you have wondered and been bold enough to ask through emails, phone calls, and interviews. Researching recorded and publicized documents and film from other people have failed, really in an attempt to explain or produce a real understanding of one man's 
incomprehensible encounter with an honest evil. An oppressive, dark series of events that took place within the mid-season of his life, dividing spirit, soul, and body, leaving it abandoned to torment and ruin for vultures to feed upon, all by order of a principality with a benevolent passion to kill, steal, and ultimately assigned to destroy. A wise man once said, in order to relate to one's afflictions, one must give an account paralleled to the one afflicted. How can anyone who hasn't been through such a cancer console one that has? Before we get to the revelation of what was, we have to travel back to the genesis of how he became. <laughs> 